Welcome to the Swim Swam Podcast. I'm your host, Coleman Hodges. Joining me today, we've got a very special guest. She is a five-time junior world champion. She is our number two recruit in the NCAA recruiting class for the girls 2021. Uh, Please welcome Tori Husk. Tori, how's it going? It's going well. Thank you so much for having me. How are you doing today? What's what's been your swimming schedule as of the past couple weeks, couple months? So um I'm gonna start like all the way back at like when quarantine happened, it first started. So yeah. um, initially, like I think the first thing that was canceled was like NCSAs and NCAAs was also canceled the same day. And we still had practice that day. Everyone was really bummed about it. And it was just a really weird atmosphere because like, that's when we first realized that stuff would start closing down, I guess. Um, But um, after all the pools shut down, um, initially I was like really weirdly motivated. Like I remember I would do an hour and a half workout in the morning on the rower and then like, um, like in the row on the rower and on the bike, like 45 minutes each. And then I would do a weight workout afterwards. And um, then I would even like go on a hike sometimes with friends and I would also do hills and stuff. So, um, and I think sometimes I would, I would do doubles too, but it depended on the day. But eventually I realized that if I did this much, I was going to get burnt out and it was starting to, um, feel a little less motivated, I guess. So I took a step back and that's when I kind of like established more of a routine. And, um, so basically I was, um, I would just do 45 minutes in the morning on the rower, 45 minutes on the bike. And then I would do my weight workout, which, which would probably take about an hour or so. And, um, later through quarantine, I was able to even get a pool and it was, it was a small pool. It was like someone's backyard pool, but I was, um, really lucky to get that opportunity and um training in it was a little bit weird just because of all the flip turns and stuff um it was like basically all underwaters and turns pretty much so I did a lot of work with the bungee cord for the first time which um I don't know I I wasn't a huge fan of it but I didn't hate it it was just like after a while I feel like it got very repetitive um but um it's all right. I mean, I think I'm still going to incorporate it in, um, um, in my practices, maybe before, um, meets and stuff in the future, but I'm not really sure about, um, sure yet, but I know I did that before my last like time trial meet where I did some cord work beforehand. I don't know if I'm going to do it before us open, but, um, yeah. And then the pools opened up again. I started doing doubles. Um, I'm doing doubles, um, now we're we have like a weird format right now with the group where if you want to double you can but we also have like rotating group time so that there's not that many people at the pool and that we can like maintain um a safe distance from each other so yeah that's kind of how like the progression i guess that's kind of how it's been going for me gotcha yeah nice there's a lot to dissect there so first of all you you mentioned the beginning of quarantine, you were on the rower for an hour and a half, sometimes an hour and a half at a time. Uh, that's had you ever done rowing before? I mean, that sounds really like you're working it. 
Yeah. Um, I would, I would go on the rower for like 45 minutes and then I'd go on the bike for 45. But, um, okay. I had never, well, I, I would do it sometimes on the weekends in the past, but I had never done it routinely. And I'm not a huge fan of the rower, but <laughs> it's okay. I mean, I did it to stay in shape, like aerobically. I also would do days where I would sometimes run and do like sprint work, but I absolutely hate running. Like I was not a fan of that. I would rather go on the rower and the bike any day, but yeah. So, I mean, it sounds like you were, you had a lot of options. Um, tell me about, you know, when you first got back into that, uh, that private pool, uh, where you were, you know, the, the shorter pool, are you doing lots of turns? How did that feel, uh, compared to not swimming at all? And then how did it feel to finally get back into like more of your normal pool and practice schedule? Yeah. So initially I think it felt really weird getting into like the small pool again, just to be able to be in the water again and actually swim. It wasn't super like difficult in the sense of like getting back in shape. Um, just because I was already working out a lot and it wasn't a huge transition because the pool wasn't that big. I don't remember how big it was, like maybe like 40 feet. I'm not, I don't really remember how big it was, but, um, I just remember it wasn't a huge pool. Um, so it, the transition from that, um, the small pool to like from nothing to the small pool wasn't huge. And then also I feel like I kept in pretty good shape, um, um, leading up to like when we got a normal size pool again. So honestly, the transition wasn't as bad as I thought it'd be. It's probably the same as like transitioning from like short course to long course season, mm-hmm. like from like the tiny pool to a normal size pool. So it wasn't that bad. Um, yeah, I do remember like um, swimming like 200 IMs again for the first time in that pool. And I was like, <laughs> this is really long. Like, I can't believe I've done this in the past. But yeah, I eventually it just um, kind of became the new normal, I guess. Nice. Uh, <laughs> yeah. 200 IMs <laughs> sounds like a big, big, uh, big item to tackle, but I'm, I'm happy to hear you, you did get back into it and you mentioned cords, you know, and your, your kind of takeaway was, uh, you know, I might use them in the future, especially before meets. What do you feel like the advantage was of using those cords? What do you feel like you did get from them? Yeah. Um, so I think the advantage that I got from them is that I was able to, to, um, really like practice like high rev and like faster tempo on it for shorter amounts of time. But when I go like longer, um, periods of time on the bungee cord, I noticed that my form would start to like fall apart kind of just because I feel like, um, it kind of messes up maybe like my body position, especially when I breathe. So, um, I would use snorkel, a snorkel a lot when I would do fly, um, with it just because, um, you're not, you're not moving forward. So you don't get that normal, like dip in the water. You know what I mean? When you Mm -hmm. breathe. So it was just like, I had to lift my head up really high to breathe. And I feel like it was messing me up a little bit, but, um, so I feel like it's good for like shorter periods of time, but for longer periods of time, it kind of messed me up if that makes sense. I don't know. It definitely (laughs) makes sense. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. No, no. Um, so, so high rev, what is, what is high rev for Tori Husk? I mean, we know you've got some serious speed for listeners right now who need a little more context. Uh, Tori Husk goes 21 in the 50 free, 4,800 free. Uh, she's 50 point in the 100 yard fly, 22.9 in the 50 yard fly. And that's just kind of scratching the surface. Um, 
so when you when you say high rev, are you thinking about tempo? Are you thinking about body position, technique, all of the above? What is high rev for you? Um, it's tempo. I've been working on tempo a lot more recently too, in my like freestyle and even fly and back in a little bit of breast with Evan lately. So, um, yeah, it's just about tempo. We also do this other drill sometimes. I don't know if we, we would call it a drill, but we could, it's called like a cycle set. And it's just mm -hmm. like, we do these a lot. Like sometimes when we're warming up, like it's like a 25 long and strong, then a 25 built to high rev. And it, you, we do this thing called like scuttlebug at the end. Like as you get faster, you're like, it's not about technique. It's just about like, um, towards the end, just getting your tempo up and like, um, warming up. So it's just like, you swim kind of like that at the end, but, um, yeah, just like practicing like a faster tempo and like what you would do during a race. The scuttlebug thing is like exaggerated, but for the chords, it's like, yeah. Do you, do you use a tempo trainer? Do you, does your coach tell you a certain tempo you need to hit? Like, do you know what tempo you're going for? Or do you just try to swing your arms as fast as possible? Um, normally Evan will tell me what tempo I'm going for. And then we'll do a couple 25s or so until I'm able to like hit it pretty consistently or at least like, um, like come close. So, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Nice. Uh, <clears throat> So now that you are back into kind of a normal, more normal routine of things, um, what you said, you're kind of doing doubles. Um, what has that training looked like in terms of like yardage you guys are doing? Is it normal? Is it more than normal, less than normal? Um, what have the last couple of weeks looked like? I would say it's about normal, like maybe not normal for the September season, just because we never had our like championship meet in the summer. So normally we'll have a break after that. But since we had um, like all of quarantine, we never really got a break. So I feel like we were going into September in, like in better shape than we normally would. So um, the distance and the mileage was, um, was like what we would have normally done like throughout the year instead of what we would normally would have done in September. It's like a little bit um, more than what we would have done in September, but it's like normal for what we do during the year. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Uh, so, I mean, obviously we just mentioned it. You've got, you've got some high rev, you have elite level two hundreds as well. I don't, I don't, what, what is, are you someone who trains more, um, short stuff and, and sprintier stuff and speed stuff? Do you do a lot of mid distance and distance in practice or, or is it a, a good combination of both? I would say that normally I do more of mid distance. Whenever we break up to group into groups during practice, I always choose mid distance instead of sprint or distance. Um, just because I feel like it really helps in being like a well-rounded swimmer and then like, just like developing a base too for your other, um, your longer events. And I think it helps with the shorter events too. Um, but normally I feel like the practices are more like mid distance based just in general. Um, we do a lot of IM work too, which I like. So, um, yeah. I, I just talked to, um, another top recruit, Tim Connery and, uh, he's, he, it's swim Mac. And, uh, he, he told me, he said something I'd never heard before. He's like, well, I don't have, like any stroke could be my best stroke. It like in, within the period of three months, it kind of switches. 
And he talked about how he really enjoyed being a well-rounded swimmer, kind of having all four strokes. Is that something you value as well, kind of working on all four strokes? Yeah, definitely. I think that, um, I mean, I try my best to be a well-rounded swimmer. I mean, my breaststroke and backstroke definitely need a lot of work, but I mean, I've definitely improved a lot in my backstroke over the years. Like it used to be my worst stroke and now I would say it's probably like my second worst, but, (laughs) but (laughs) it's still, it's still improved a lot over the years and I've worked hard on like my form and technique. So, yeah. And also it's important just for like the IM and like being able to stay competitive in that. So let's shift gears a little bit, um, to your 2019 as a competitive season, as a competitive year, um, heading into 2019, I guess let's talk about, you know, the high school meets you had. Um, did you feel a real shift in the way you you were approaching training, approaching racing, um, coming into the year of 2019? Um, no, not really. I've been in the same group, um, for since like freshman or eighth grade year. I, I don't know one of those. Um, but, um, I've been in the same group for a long time and I feel like, um, the training has stayed like mostly like pretty consistent. It's just like the intervals that you go on throughout the years. Like there's like different like subgroups within the group and like you can choose different intervals for different sets based on what you need kind of. And, um, so I feel like the training has stayed like pretty consistent. Yeah. Okay. And <clears throat> heading into, let's see, I think it was your regional championships, the the 6A regional championships. You, you really had uh, a meet that certainly for us at Swim Swim kind of turned our heads and was like, whoa, uh, seems like you did really well there. How, how did you feel about that meet uh, heading into it? Certainly about how you were going to perform. Um, I think I felt pretty good. We usually, um, we don't really taper usually for like high school meets, but we'll do like, um, a rest beforehand, like a three day rest or so. I'm not someone who needs a really long taper though. Um, I usually taper like when it's like a big meet just for like a week. So, um, three days for me is usually, um, um, I'm able to like swim pretty fast off of that. So, I mean, I felt pretty good. Um, I felt rested, I guess, going into it and I was just excited to swim. So what, what is the high school experience, um, mean to you personally, you know, Virginia obviously has got a pretty, pretty fast, pretty competitive high school realm. Um, but what is your high school experience been like? Um, it's been fun. It's nice. Like seeing your, um, your like classmates and all your friends from school, like at the pool, it's kind of like um, different. Like it's, there's, there's a whole different group of people than who you swim with at club. So um, I think it's really fun just to like get to know more people and yeah, <laughs> it's a really good like team environment too. Like at States and stuff. Like I feel like there's so much energy at the meets and there's so much cheering and it's always really exciting. So. Yeah. Uh, so going from that, that high school experience, um, to NCSAs that year, how do you feel like you were able to carry over that momentum heading into Orlando? Um, wait for last year for, yeah, sorry for 2019. Okay. Um, 
I honestly, I, I don't really remember like much from that meet. <laughs> it's kind of a long time ago, but um, I think that I felt fine. I mean, usually my one week taper works out pretty well. I don't know. <laughs> usually taper works out and uh, <laughs> that's cool. That's, that's to- totally cool. Uh, to, to give our listeners some context, 2019 NCSAs, um, Husk took titles in the 100 IM, 100 free, 200 free, 50 fly, 50 free. Uh, you placed fourth in the 200 fly and 200 IM as well. Uh, you were second highest individual female point score at the meet, 212 points behind Phoebe Bacon. Um, and so let's, let's heading into the summer of 2019, you head into the national championships after having, um, you know, a, a, a very solid, uh, short course season. First of all, uh, do you prefer short course or long course? I like long course. I like racing long course just because my turns are not the best. So, <laughs> yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Uh, and so a train, I guess training wise, do you also prefer long course? Um, yeah, I do like training long course. I think it's really fun. Um, I don't get to train it that much though. So mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I don't know. I, I guess probably long course, but I don't have like a huge preference. Gotcha. So, um, you said you don't get to train it that much. Tell me about your long course situation. Like in the summers, are you able to train long course every day or are you, you know, do you guys have access to a long course pool at all? Normally I'm able to train long course pretty much every day in the summer, but this year with Corona, we didn't have access to our long course pool. So we swam in a short course meters pool um throughout the entire summer and we just like rotated at different throughout different um like um summer league pools and they're all short course meters so but um I would I started training um one time a week long course this summer just so that I could get some um practice and for that and kind of maintain more endurance kind of I don't know um so that I (laughs) wouldn't die as much when I do swim long course and race long course in the future um, and I started, um, training with Chris Natoli's group on NCAP and Evan knows, um, Chris and they both coach together at Dowden Terrace. So, um, and I would just like do their, I would go on to practice with them on Wednesdays when it was their race day. So I could just kind of practice racing long course. Cause I feel like that's, um, I, I knew I was going to have a time trial of some sort, um, in the future. So I was trying to get prepared for that. So that's what I did during the summer. I practiced one day a week, long course, some days, some weeks, some weeks I didn't get to, but yeah. Some days, some weeks I do long course. Um, (laughs) nice. So that, that I want, I want to dissect that. Um, you swim on Arlington aquatic club, uh, with your coach, Evan, as you've mentioned, um, you said you've been in that group since eighth or ninth grade. Um, what has been such a good fit for that for, for you, in that group, especially, you know, considering when I think of Virginia swimming, you know, obviously I think of NCAP. Um, it's such a, it's such a big club, so, such a prominent club. Um, what has been so good for you about swimming at Arlington? I would say the people and like the coaches, um, the coaches all really care about their swimmers, about the swimmers. And I feel like they all bring something really like fun to the group. Like Matt, um, one of our coaches, he's always the one who's like cheering and getting excited and like pumping everyone up. 
and then Evan, I feel like <laughs> he's, um, he like helps more with like technique and he's like, he can like stabilize people. I feel like he's like pretty constant, like with his emotions and stuff. So like, um, if you have like a good day or a bad day or like same with like a good race or a bad race, he never gets like too up or down. He's pretty constant. So he's able to like stabilize you kind of. And then also all my teammates, like I really love them. So. Nice. And so then, you know, you, you said you were able to go to NCAP uh, on Wednesdays for their race days sometimes um, and train with them. What was that? What was that like? Do you remember any of the specific race days you were able to do? And, and what was it like competing with, with their team? Um, it was different. It was a little bit um, weird at first because I didn't really know anyone. Um, but overall, I would say the people there were really nice and um the race sets are all um were always really fun like I always really love racing I think that's um one of the main reasons I swim just because I love to race and like compete um they had some fast people in that group too so it was always I would always get really excited to um race against them especially since I feel like it's different from the people who you get to race all the time like it's not as like special but when I had like this new like change like at least like just like every once uh, a week it was kind of it was like new and different and exciting and I would actually get like super pumped up to race them so yeah I mean I I think if if COVID has taught us anything it's that you know you throw something new into the routine and a lot of times it can it can have a positive effect um do you remember any of the specific race sets you did or did you have a favorite um I do remember I don't remember the specifics but I do remember I um, raced like 100 long course fly a few times, like 2 a.m. I don't remember the times, but I do remember um, I don't remember the, remember the times for all of them. But I do remember I swam a couple like 100 flies like from a dive like off the side because they don't have blocks. And I went like a minute. So I was like really excited at the time about that. That's hundred, hundred fly off the side a minute. That's yeah, that seems pretty, pretty good. Um so we, uh, I digress a little bit. So, uh, you're able to race long course a little bit this season. Um, let's take it back a year. You're heading into 2019 national championships, Palo Alto, Stanford, um, your future home. Uh, what were your thoughts, expectations? How are you feeling heading into that meet? Um, I remember my main goal of that meet was to qualify for like junior worlds and go to Budapest. I was really um, hoping I could do that. Um, so I think that was my main goal um, for the meet. My expectations, I don't, I don't really know. I don't remember the specific times I was going for, but um, yeah, my main goal and my main focus was just Budapest. And I remember the year before I really wanted to make, um, I think it was pan packs. It was the meet in Fiji, but, um, I didn't quite make it. So this year I was like really determined. Dude. Yeah. I, <clears throat> I still think it's kind of ridiculous to have a meet in Fiji. It's like way too nice of a place to have a swim meet, but I digress. Um, so you, you make the team in Budapest, uh, in three individual events, 50, 300, 300 fly. Um, tell me about your experience in Budapest. You know, what was your first, uh, big meet with the junior team? Like, 
it was so much fun. Like everyone there was just like, um, everyone there was just so nice and welcoming. And I feel like everyone really like got along. And I feel like USA Swimming does a really good at um, setting the tone kind of of what's like expected from their athletes as far as like cheering and just like the environment and stuff. And like, they, it really helps to make like a cohesive team, I feel like. Um, but everyone there was just so nice. And like, I feel like I, we had a lot of fun um, just like being together in this new country together. So, yeah. Yeah. Do you, do you have a favorite memory, a favorite race from that meet? Um, again, just to add a little context, uh, Tori won five, six medals at this meet, five of which gold, uh, she won the 50 fly hundred fly individually silver in the hundred free three gold medals on relays. Um, yeah. Do you have a favorite memory or a favorite race from that meet? Um, I don't know about favorite race. I think that the mixed relays were super fun just because I had never been in a real like mixed relay before. Like, Mm -hmm. um, we've done them like at our club meets, um, and they're fun, but like, I feel like it's completely different when, um, like just like the atmosphere of like doing this set of big championship meet, like I'd never done that before. And it was so like exciting and like kind of scary to race against the guys too. And a real meet so that was super fun and then also um I think that one of the like really special moments was like when you got to like stand on the podium and you would hear like the national anthem play I thought that was really cool and like you got to see like the flag raised too um that was really special uh did you when you were on the mixed medley relays were you going up against boys um I think that Andre Minikov was swimming like 100 fly against me (laughs) I remember I think yeah and um one of the mixed medleys so that was kind of (laughs) scary that is kind of scary ironically you were both going to Stanford as well uh I mean do do you remember what that was like at all or did you just put your head down try to get to the wall yeah I just focused mostly on my race but I do remember I could like feel like a lot more waves than I normally could (laughs) That, that makes sense. And that also, uh, yeah, what a, what an interesting experience to, to have that mixed gender race, you know, in, in, in the highest form of competition. Um, so let's, let's talk about, um, Stanford and your recruitment. Uh, you know, it's, I'm, and I'm going to preface it with this. It's so interesting how the recruitment process has changed now, you know, as sophomores, most kids are looking at schools, uh, when their junior year starts, they already have a pretty good idea of when, you know, you, of when and where you would like to go to school. Um, you know, you recently committed this past summer and as heading into your senior year, that's almost a rarity now, you know, when, 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 when you wait until the end of your junior year, people are almost like, wow, that's, that, that's pretty late to commit. Um, but tell me about your recruitment process and, and why you did ultimately go with Stanford. Um, okay. So I started my recruiting pro like my recruitment po- process, like pretty early. And I went on my trips, um, just like, um, everyone else like normally does around the same time. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I think I finished all my visits by October And I remember, I think one of the things that really stuck out to me about Stanford is I remember watching them do circuits in the weight room. 
And um, if they like messed up, um, they had like different like stations um, that each person would go to. And if they, and they would have to do it for a certain amount of time. And if they messed up, then they'd have to like restart it or um, go backwards a spot. So um, it was like really difficult. You could tell that um, like, you could just tell it was um, like people were like struggling because it was, it was really difficult. Um, but everyone was so positive and you could just tell that um, this is like what they normally do. Like you could tell that they were genuine and they were always, um, no one ever like complained during it. And they just kept a really positive attitude and they like really lifted each other up. So I thought that was really um, great. And that's one of the things that I remember um, most like from like looking at the team. Um, and then I also just chose Stanford. I d just, because like it had everything I was looking for, I felt like, so like, obviously like the team, you could just tell that they were genuine and that they really supported each other. And I was looking for that. And I feel like I connected with them too. Um, and then also, I mean, obviously like academically, like it's one of the best schools in the nation. And then also like Greg and Tracy are both really good coaches and, um, they just had a history of like producing really fast swimmers. So um, I feel like it just had everything I was looking for. I actually um, like unofficially like committed kind of not committed, but um, I decided I was going there um, after all my visits, like in October, but um, I didn't like, I wasn't like officially committed until I got accepted and I applied. And I think I applied in, um, at the very end of the school year. Well, once my transcript was in, so then it was like official, but um, I had already like mentally kind of decided that I was going there beforehand. Was that a, was, was that a hard process? Like not being able to say, oh, this is where I want to go. Uh, like a lot of your peers for like eight months. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. It wasn't super difficult. I feel like a lot of my teammates found out like really fast, like the next day like, <laughs> they're like we know <laughs> it wasn't like um like it just like happened kind of like I wasn't even like yeah I don't know it kind of just like spread so it wasn't like super secretive I guess I don't know I just wasn't announcing it yet to the public makes sense which is which is awesome I think that's a sign that you have really great teammates <laughs> yeah. um they obviously, they obviously care about you enough to let everyone else know where you're going, but not care about you enough also not to tell anyone outside of the team, which is great. <laughs> uh, so uh, speaking of your team, do you have a favorite set you've ever done? Do you have a, a practice that sticks out to you um, in terms of, wow, that was a really good day for me. That was a really great set. That was an awful set, uh, but I'll remember it forever. Yeah. Um, I don't really know. I, I don't really know about a favorite set, but a set that we do do like annually is the Christmas tree set. And last year we had to do it long course and it was absolutely terrible. Um, it's just, um, you do like a 25 fly and then a 50 and then a 75, then a hundred fly and then a hundred fly 25 back all the way up to a 4am and then back down. And okay. since we had to do it long course this year, it was terrible because we had to stop in the middle and tread water. <laughs> and then also just like long course fly, like the, the mileage on that, like really adds up. So <laughs> it wasn't the most fun thing in the world, but yeah. So, so do you end at a 400 IM? Like you don't have to come back down, right? No, you, 
um, you go up to a 400 IM and then you come back down, but you don't repeat the 400 IM twice in the middle. Oh, wow. And so do you, when you come in, when you're coming back down, do you take off the fly first or do you take mm-hmm. off the free first? You oh my off- gosh. Yeah. <laughs> That's so much butterfly. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah. No, you, that does really add up. Holy moly. And so what, is it all fast? Is it, do you descend? Are the intervals kind of, do, do you get some decent rest or are you just going the whole time? Um, it kind of depends. I feel like, um, the intervals aren't terrible, but, um, I feel like it just feels like you're continuously swimming. Um, you don't get that much rest. So yeah, man. Yeah. That sounds like a doozy. Uh, wow. So to, to wrap up our conversation here, um, Tell me about your next couple of weeks, next couple of months. What have you got in mind? You mentioned U.S. Open earlier. Um, what What are your goals in the short term, and uh, and also what are maybe maybe goals leading into um, Olympic trials, if if that's still on your agenda as well? Um, yeah, I don't really know yet, like exactly my what I'm doing for U.S. Open, like mm-hmm. what events. I'm not 100% sure what I'm swimming. I think I might swim like 100 back, which I've never done before at a national meet. So that's kind of fun and different. Um, I'm excited for that. But um, I'm also, I'm I'm not really sure yet what my goals are. (laughs) I'm I'm just going to try to swim as fast as I can and see where I am at this point um, Mm -hmm. with Corona and stuff like that. I haven't had like a real meet kind of in a really long time. Like I've had a time trial recently and then we had, a meet but the time trial was kind of weird <laughs> like it was just me and three of my teammates and then there's another team in the other half of the pool who was doing a normal practice <laughs> oh. um, <laughs> okay. so we were like suited up but they were there's just like another team that we didn't know just like swimming normally so it was a little bit awkward but I mean <laughs> it, it went pretty well I would say like um I mean like I got what I needed out of it like just to like see where I am and stuff and then we had like another team meet recently, but I feel like there was only like 10 minutes between some of the races. So, um, I, I don't really know. Um, so it's going to be nice just to like see where I am in like a real meet setting kind of, um, and then for trials, um, I don't really know. I just, um, place, I guess as high as I can and like hopefully final. So do you, okay. Two more questions and then I'm done. I promise. Um, okay. Do you remember what, what times you went at this time trial you know, did you, you, you said you got, you said you felt good about just racing again. Um, what events did you swim? I swim 100 fly, 50 free and two IM, um, in that order. My hundred fly was pretty good. I think I was right around my best time. I can't remember. I, I think I did get a best time, but it was like by a couple hundredths or something. Um, I don't remember like my 50 free, I think it was also like right around my best time. Maybe I think it was my best time. Um, but normally whenever I swim 50 free in a meet long course, it's always right after the two IM. Like, okay. I think it's this year too. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'll probably be swimming both of those. So, um, I feel like my, like my best time for that, like I knew I was capable of going faster. Mm-hmm. Um, so and then my two IM that was really bad. <laughs> it was like the third event in like an hour though, so it's okay. But yeah. And that was long course. That was all long mm-hmm. course. Okay. Yeah. 
Um, and so just heading into trials, obviously, obviously, you know, it's a ways away, um, versus just where you're at right now versus maybe a year ago, uh, seven months ago when coronavirus started, um, do you feel kind of confident that having, having another year to kind of get better, stronger in the water heading into those Olympic trials? Yeah, I think that this year is kind of like a blessing in disguise. I don't want to like, uh, I don't know. It still sucks, like for everyone. Um, yeah. Corona is obviously not something I would have like wished for. But I mean, I'm trying to um, like look on the bright side of things as much as possible. Like, I think it will help me like just having another year of training under my belt. And like, um, especially since I just started weight training and like, um, doing straight training for the first time um, last year, probably around this time. So um, I think that having another year of that will really help. Nice. Well, Tori, thank you so much for taking the time to sit down and talk with me for a little bit. It was really great getting to hear your swim stories. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. You've been listening to the Swim Swam podcast. Stay tuned for new episodes every week. You can take Swim Swam podcasts on the go by subscribing on your favorite podcast platform. Look for links in the description below and be sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel for more videos as well.